This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. The NBA Playoffs. There's the triple-double for Jamal Murray. Got the rebound with five seconds to go. First time in NBA history. Two players, same team with a triple-double. I just thought we were disciplined all game. You know, even when we made mistakes, we were quick to correct them and quick to move on to the next play. And uh, that's what we need for the rest of the series. Continuing coverage of the NBA Playoffs on Canty and Carlin. This is Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet us at JTESPN. Alongside me today, Myron Medcalf, at Medcalf by ESPN. You can join the conversation as well, one eight 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 say espn That's 888-729-3776. We're going to get back in to all the info you need for Game 4 of the NBA Finals tonight between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets, Denver leading that series 2-1. Those that win game three in a series tied at 1-1 go on to win 80% of the time. We'll see if that trend continues with Denver up 2-1. Miami in a must-win tonight to even that series before they head back to the mile high. And Denver for game number five. That'll be tonight here on ESPN Radio and on ABC. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about the NBA, but in a different context because... This week, if you've been hiding under a rock, the Live Golf folks and the DP World Tour and PGA of America have come together, and they have merged into one conglomerate for the betterment of golf. Every time there's a lot of money and a big-time money drop, it's all for the betterment of everything. And in this case, that's what Jay Monahan of the PGA, that's what everyone's trying to sell everyone on. But there's this thing called Saudi Arabia, and there's a Saudi investment fund that has been at the forefront of all the criticism for Live Golf and the money that the players were taking. And even this week, as the PGA has now got into bed with them as well, giving them a seat at their table, again, for the betterment of golf. Now, the question becomes, how quickly are these other leagues, not if, but when, how quickly are these leagues going to say, all right, the PGA folks, the Live folks, they took the bullet. Now, we can go out there and do the same darn thing and take less criticism. And at the forefront of our conversation is going to be the NBA. That's because Adam Silver was asked about this while he was sitting down with Dan Patrick on the Dan Patrick Show. And this is what he had to say about a Saudi sports investment into the NBA and professional sports as a whole. When the Saudis invest in sports, it gets outsized attention. Now, I don't want to complain about that because we want to get outsized attention. On the other hand, somebody could go down the list there. They are investors in some of our largest American corporations. Some of the most well-known brands have investments from them. And I also think it's a, it's a two-edged sword. I hear the comments about sport washing. On the other hand, you're talking about it. Others are talking about it. It's not as if some errant golfer can say one thing about his reaction to Saudi Arabia investing in golf, and that's left at that. I think people are pretty sophisticated. And the same way the World Cup, the Football World Cup, Soccer World Cup, brought enormous attention to Qatar. I think people learn about these countries, learn about what's happening in the world in in ways they otherwise wouldn't. So I think the media does its job. But at the end of the day, I also think, and now talking specifically about the NBA, where we're such a global sport, I think people are a little too dismissive these days about the benefits that come from the commonality around sports. That was Adam Silver on the Dan Patrick Show. (laughs) And... Myron and I will have a difference of opinion in a sense on this, while also agreeing on a lot of what comes with 
what happened with Liv and the PGA because we're not naive to the fact that it is coming into professional sports and other entities. It's not if, it's when. Now, in November, the NBA Board of Governors approved a rule that allows sovereign wealth funds to buy stakes and teams in addition to other institutional funds, such as endowments and pension funds. Under the policy, a foreign fund could buy up to 20% of a team. And Brian Windhorst has a great piece on this. You can Google it, type in NBA, Saudi investment, whatever. You'll find it from, I believe it was 2022. And Myron brought this up earlier about this is a great piece that didn't get probably the attention it deserved from Brian Windhorst. Now, Myron. As Adam Silver said there, the Saudi Investment Fund has spent a lot of money in the United States on some well-known brands that a lot of us use every single day. In fact, we're sitting here on Zoom right now, and the Saudi Investment Fund spent a lot of money to invest in Zoom. Also, Microsoft, Starbucks, and many others. So, let me ask you this. Why do people get upset to the point where it becomes an everyday conversation about the Saudi investment fund getting involved in sports more so than we hear them getting involved in the aforementioned companies that I just, that I just mentioned. Because nobody from zoom app zoom averages 35 points a game. Like we don't know anybody (laughs) from these other companies. Like, so you can't compare the two, right? Like, yes, there are investments in all these other major corporations, but they're not forward facing stars that we see on TV that we admire in the sports world. So it is different. Uh, Adam Silver is definitely saying, just so y'all know, we going to take the money. You know, that's right. kind of what that was. Uh, uh, this is going to be a takeover. Clearly, uh, he's open to the idea. There's a rule, which you mentioned, where a Saudi investment fund like this one can buy 20 percent of a team. That's 20 percent now. I'm sure that number will go up. But you also can't dismiss the reality that. The report, the, the reported ties to 9-11 and a Washington Post journalist who was killed human rights violations, all these different things. Um, But I also know that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Here's the reality. The PGA Tour played the optics game, right? Like, And the optics game is usually short-lived. When you go according to what you think is going to win in the world of perception. And a lot of people are saying, wow, that's a great moral play uh, by the PGA, standing up for what you believe in. The Saudis and the Live Tour are playing the money game. In an American capitalism, the money game always wins out, and that's what they were banking on. And now you have the NBA talking like this, in my opinion. You heard the WNBA commissioner say something similar, and I'm sure Roger Goodell at some point will as well. There is so much money at hand that it feels like, Jeff, you either have to uh, work with the Saudis or they'll compete against you. This investment fund that is back in the live tour, the goal is to have $1 trillion in it at some point in the next couple of years. Let me put some perspective on that. Jerry Jones is worth about $13 billion, owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Can you imagine people who can laugh at Jerry Jones's money, people who would feel broke if they had Jerry Jones's money? That's what you're dealing with, which is why every league in America, Jeff, ultimately is going to say the same thing that Adam Silver just said. You know what? Everybody, let's give this a chance. Let's work with people. They have other investments in different corporations. We're going to take this money, too, because if we don't, there's the chance that they become our rivals, and we can't afford for them to be our rivals. According to DW.com, which is an international news site, um, they did a piece in 2022 where it, it isn't just the, the, the Starbucks and the Microsoft and the Zoom. 
It's PayPal, it's Uber, it's Nintendo, it's Visa, it's Google, it's Amazon. Uh, And as you mentioned, they have so much money that they are able to invest in high-profile companies and spread that wealth around to make sure that they are well-diversified in these different marketplaces. And the sports industry, as we've seen with these, these, these teams and the valuations going up, 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 it's never a losing investment right now. They want to be involved in that because they want to make the money. And so from a business side, you understand why they want to get involved. You also understand what you pointed out with regards to why some people have problems with it. I just, I think we're all to an extent hypocrites in some form or fashion in our lives. And in the case of this, I find a lot of hypocrisy with people that are so upset at sports people, but not upset at the place that you go online and buy your stuff that gets shipped in brown boxes to your front door or the, the, the credit card that you pull out and you swipe from Visa or the fact that your kids have Nintendo systems and you, know, you use PayPal or you jump in an Uber and you don't think twice about it. And I, I think that's where I find the hypocrisy. And I don't have any problem from a business standpoint, these leagues taking this money from the Saudi Arabian Wealth Fund. I have no problem with it. And I had no problem with the players doing it because at some point we decided in this country that it was okay to take that money for the same things that we use on a daily basis. I don't feel like they should be shamed for it. Now, if you want to say, let's, let's, let's exclude them from being able to invest in all these other companies and we, we make it a complete overhaul, then we have a different conversation. But there ain't no way in hell that's happening. We are where we are. And so I'm just going to move forward under the impression that there are so many big businesses that have taken the money before, I'm not going to condemn these folks for doing it. Okay, you're doing like a CNBC segment or something, right? I mean, yeah, you're right, talking baby. about what people care about. I'm trying about to diversify myself. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> listen, no, nobody at Amazon shot a 65 at the Masters, okay? Like, so, so it's just a different. Listen, a different I know team. who Mario is, though, man. Like, he's front and center. Yeah, you, know, you know no. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, come but, on, man. But, but we don't care about these things when it comes to like the, the corporate connections we why have. Should the we care, we spend though, money about, on. Why should we care about just, sports people differently? I don't I, I always look at sports and I take a different mindset than this than a lot of people. This is why I have no problem being a bandwagon fan and jumping from team to team. I have no lo- I think loyalty in sports. You mentioned it earlier. Defense does defense wins championships is one of the stupidest things in sports. Loyalty in sports, I think, is one of the stupidest things in the world. If my team sucks for five years, I'm going to another team because I'm tired of watching a team lose when I'm only going to live on this earth maybe 60 years. I have no problem putting my money into a different product based on them winning right now and delivering me happiness while I watch sports. So I look at it as, listen, I'm spending my money on it. I want a return on that. And if I'm, a, if I'm an owner or if I'm a, but, a, you know, a, a league, I want a return on it regardless at this point. But you just proved my point. The, the reason why that matters more than Amazon is because you have an emotional investment in sports. That's the whole thing. That's why we're on the radio. That's why we do this. There's an emotional investment we have in sports that we don't have about the package showing up on, uh, on our doorstep and the other things in life. You can argue that maybe we should, but we just don't. So that's why sports is different. And you can take the money, and I think everyone will. And guess what? I understand. I think we might have lost Myron there for just a second. Um, we'll get him back on in just a minute. I think he's pointing, and the things that I think me and him agree on here is the fact that we both agree it's coming. We both don't really have a problem with them taking the money. It's just that Myron has the point 
that he thinks, and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but I, I think Myron has the point that it's different yeah. in sports than other businesses is what you're saying. Yeah, it's an emotional investment we have in sports that we don't have in the things we buy at the store every day or the cars. We just don't, right? And I think that's why people look at sports different. You can take the money, and guess what? Everyone will, and I get it. That's a crazy amount of money if you're a golfer and someone says, here's $100 million. I think most people would take it. Even the guys on the PGA Tour who didn't take it, it ain't like they were broke, right? So at the end of the day, I understand. But you can't separate that from what some of these individuals have been accused of. Um, And that's my only challenge is when I'm seeing people attached to the PGA Live Tour who the PGA Tour more than the Live Tour folks. You take a stance and you said, our guys, if you go over there, you're betraying your country and then you link up with them. I can't trust anybody involved with that operation. Now, the PGA Tour, not the Live Tour, has to clean house because I really? think they're the ones that betrayed their 100 percent. Live Tour did what they've always said. What they do you would expect, do. though? Like, I mean, like I said, I think every every one of us has some sort of hypocrisy in what we do in life. You know, do as I say, not as I do when it comes to parenting nah. sometimes or whatever the case may be, whatever it is. In the case of this, I assumed within about three years that the PGA would be in some sort of merger with Liv. I didn't care what they were saying publicly. It, 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 the money was always going to be the deciding factor. Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM, Channel 80. If you'd like to join the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. Would you have a problem with the NBA selling a team to the Saudi Investment Fund or an NFL team? It feels like the NFL stuff may come before the NBA. There was a report out there this week about something along those lines. I, I just, <laughs> I, go, I, I go back to it, and I know I'm, I'm so different within sports. Loyalty means so much to a lot of fans, it doesn't to me. When it comes to the way that I look at sports, I think of, I think of it more as Amazon and PayPal. I mean, I'm mad when I open up that little brown box and it's not the right thing, but that doesn't mean that I don't think of it as a business. I, I feel the same thing about sports. I don't know that I will ever convince enough people to look at it like I do. So my guess is more people are going to feel like Myron does when it comes to the Saudi money coming into professional sports. I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm very, not, I'm very not, realistic about that. But I, but I understand why the money's coming. At the end of the day, from a business perspective, if you're the NBA, you got a choice. You can either allow that Saudi investment or you risk the possibility that they create their own entity. And they decide to become your rivals. Nobody wants to be rivals with a group of folks who have a trillion dollars. Like, <laughs> that's that's just truth. not possible. Again, <laughs> yeah. Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, walks into a room with the Saudi royal family. And they're like, look at this broke dude who just walked into the room. Right. Sure. That's how much money we're talking about. So I understand that. But we can't pretend as if these accusations aren't out there. But I'm going to tell you what, Jeff, what's going to change the conversation. If this money comes to the NBA. I want to see how we talk when we ask LeBron and KD and Steph some of the same questions we've been asking Brooks Kepka and all these other guys. Because that, to me, is going to be a really interesting dialogue to see what those guys have to say about this. You didn't like what Bryson DeChambeau said earlier this week? I, I actually had no problem with what he said. I, I thought that Bryson DeChambeau, when he was – and I, I feel like, you know, whether it was on he CNN terrible, or what man. Man, listen, they railroaded him into that conversation. He came on there to answer questions about the merger, and then at the end, well, did you know that you know there was a journalist that was killed? Of course he knows that there was a But why are you asking the guy that's playing? The, what does, does, does his opinion, of course he knew that. Do, at no point did he have anything to do with that, and it's just it seems like a stupid 
irrelevant question to me to ask somebody that's playing the game. I mean, it just I, I did not like that line of questioning at all. I don't think those questions should have to be asked to the players themselves. If you want to ask those questions, ask Jay Monahan. Don't ask that to a player within the system. That's my personal opinion. Don't, yeah, but don't suddenly change what sports is. Like, sports is forward-facing in ways that nothing else is. So when you dip into that world and politics become a thing or issues like this become a thing, yeah, people are going to ask you, here's my challenge, because I thought Bryson messed that whole thing up. He sounded uneducated. He fumbled his words. It just didn't sound like he knew what he's talking about. My challenge is the Live Tour knows that this announcement is coming, and you want to put your best people in front of the camera. And somebody said, call Bryson. And I just don't (laughs) think he was prepared for it. I don't think he knew what he was talking about. At one point, he was talking about the Saudis – you know, wanting to to unify, like they want to be better. He said, it, but but if you don't know what you're talking about, say that uh, because I don't think he helped anything. A- at the same time, he's not the villain in this. There's only one guy, and that is Jay Monahan, the guy who runs the PGA Tour and said we'll never join forces. And now here you are linking up with the people you said were sort of traitors uh, to this country. And now you link it up with him. So, like, he's the one guy in this. Let's take some calls on this. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Would you have a problem with an NBA team being owned or partially owned by the Saudi Investment Fund? Considering all the other companies that we frequent in this country that are are finding themselves uh, now being mentioned in that same breath. Because before, a lot of us didn't know about all of that because it wasn't linked to something that we care about. Like sports. Dean in Anaheim has dialed us up here on Canty and Carlin. Dean, how you doing today? What's on your mind? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Um, Good. I can't I, I when Jay Monahan was giving his uh little speech on the golf channel, I was giving the T D the bird because <laughs> you know, there there it's more money before morals. It's just wrong. And I, I, these guys make a lot of money on the PGA Tour, and the guys that are struggling, who are, you know, barely making the the cut, they're still going to be in the same place. So, I, I just think it's so wrong to do that. And I understand what you're saying, but um, I choose not to partake in companies that are backed by the Saudis. So you, so you don't use Amazon, Google, Visa, Microsoft, Nintendo, Uber, PayPal, Zoom, or Starbucks? Uh, I have to say I use Google, but I didn't know that it was uh, a Saudi-owned company. They've invested in it, uh, not owned wholly. But again, that's, that's the thing that, again, I understand they're different than sports, and that's what Myron's pointing out. But I, I, I just say sometimes... We get so mad about certain things and less mad about others. That's the only point I'm making, not saying you have to think one way or the other, but I, I do understand how, like Myron pointed out, we have an emotional investment a lot of times in these sports, and none of us know who really is working at Google. Thanks for the call, Dean. We appreciate you checking in on this Friday. I'll take one more here. Randy in Florida dialing us up here on Canty and Carlin on this Friday. Randy, how are you doing today? Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm going to give you a different perspective on this. I, I've always been a Honda Accord driver. Let's go back to World War II and think about what the Japanese did over Midway. Then you have all these Mercedes Benzes in the country, Lexus, Toyota, uh, Audi, BMW, 
people drive those and they don't even remember what happened in World War II. So I wanted to give you something, yeah. to give you guys uh, something to think about and think. About I appreciate about that, it. man. I, that's different. I, that's a lot. That's a lot different because how when is it that comes to. Though? It's a lot. It's a lot different. It, it, because those are countries full of millions and millions of people, many of which had nothing to do with some of these atrocities that happened. What what the what the Saudi royal family is being accused of is having a connection to the greatest event in modern American history of nine eleven, the greatest tragedy, right? A direct tie. That's a lot different than saying an entire country is responsible. We are specifically talking about. The people supplying the money having a tie to some really bad things, and I think we got to keep it to that. The only thing I will point out to that is one of the lawyers that brokered this deal was on one of the financial channels and was saying, "If I if I knew who actually did nine eleven, I would personally kill them." That's what he said on on that was television. the dumbest thing I heard of all yesterday. I'm just pointing it out. I'm just pointing something it like out. that, man. I'm just pointing it out, Myron. That that's what was said. And ultimately, I think you have to have more definitive things before we go that direction with saying they were involved specifically with 9-11. And until we have that, I don't know that we need to tie that in to them buying into an NBA team or into golf leagues. That, that would be my only side note to that because we do. I'm just saying those are the accusations. Correct. I'm just saying those are the accusations. That's Correct. all I'm saying. You are pointing on that. Those are the accusations. Man, that was, that was a good discussion, man. Nobody screamed and yeah, yelled man. at each other. I like that. No. We, we could have more of that in this country. I think it would be a good thing. Canty and Carlin <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Is game four a must win for the Miami Heat? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. 
at a bio, halfway down the lane, missed the jumper, Jokic, 20 rebounds in game three. There's the triple-double for Jamal Murray, got the rebound with five seconds to go, first time in NBA history, two players, same team with a triple-double. I've been with Nicola for eight and uh, Jamal for seven years now. You know, we've had some pretty good moments, but not in the NBA Finals. By far their greatest performance as a duo in their seven years together. Game four of the NBA Finals quickly approaching tonight in Miami. That'll be on ESPN Radio as, of course, we're your home for the NBA Finals. Tune in for Game 4 tonight presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on SiriusXM Channel 80. Also can be seen on ABC. This is Canty and Carlin. I'm not Canty. He's not Carlin. That's Myron Metcalf. I'm Jeff Turn. Of course, this is ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. If it doesn't listen, throw that thing in the garbage and get another smart speaker presented by, as we mentioned, Progressive Insurance. Let's get to some more X's and O's of what's going to happen tonight between the Heat and the Nuggets. Shelvin Mack joins us, former NBA guard, CBS analyst. Shelvin, welcome, Shelvin, welcome in, man. How are you doing today? But I'm doing great. Getting excited for this game again tonight. Uh, I appreciate you guys um, for having me. Yeah, we appreciate your time. Now, listen, we, we all know that Jokic and Murray can be a handle for anybody. I mean, it can be a struggle to try to defend both of them. But I want to ask you as a former guard in the NBA specifically about Jamal Murray. Is there something you see in his game that you would try to exploit defensively to try to at least slow him down, maybe not lock him down, but slow him down to help out your defense as they try to defend Jokic? Uh, it's a tough matchup. I think that's why they're in the NBA Finals. He's so different than most guards in the NBA. Uh, you know, having a big man in Jokic, something, you can't get up and pressure pressure him full court because you just give the ball up to give him to Jokic. And he's one of the best backdoor cutting guards in the NBA, so he's not a plays off a big. I just think that the two-man game that they have, well, with him and Jokic, is a lot like Stockton Malone. It's just, it's just tough to defend when you have a big man who's an MVP who can stretch the floor. You see they both had 10 assists in, 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 in back-to-back games. <laughs> if, if, if I had the scouting report, I'd still be playing. <laughs> well, Shelvin, I know I'm old, man, because I covered you at the 2010 National Championship game at Butler, man. So uh, it's pretty cool, man, to see what you've been able to do in, in your career uh, when you see Jimmy Butler and you hear playoff Jimmy, what does that mean to you? And why do you, is he able to sort of turn it on in these critical moments the way that he has? I think he does a great job of focusing in. Um, I think a lot of people get it kind of don't, don't understand the, the grind of a regular season when you might play four different opponents in seven nights. But, you know, in the playoffs, when you have to lock, lock in on one person, you know, um, it makes it tough. He does a great job. Uh, watching film, taking people's tendencies away, and also understand what what the defense is uh, is giving you. It's like you're playing your little brother or older brother. It doesn't matter. It's going to be very tough when you play multiple times in in a, in a short period of time. He's Myra Metcalf. I'm Jeff Turner. This is Canty and Carlin. We're joined by Shelvin Mack, former NBA guard, CBS analyst, ahead of Game Four tonight of the NBA Finals. Speaking of scouting reports, what do you think Miami can do to get better looks from three? Because we know when they shoot the three well, they've been very successful in the playoffs and in that game two win. Yeah, I think the ball should need to, need to get a movement a lot more. You know, looking at game one and game three, you know, shooting 
over 22 shots a game, and it's, it's not it's not that great for their team. You know, the team's better when the ball's moving around. I think Denver's doing a great job of making Bam make all the plays. You know, he's similar to Jokic when he comes up through the dribble handoff with Duncan Robinson. You know, they kind of denying all that, taking away, they're making Bam make plays. And as you've seen before, with the Nuggets when they played the Phoenix Suns, like the twos making a lot of tough twos is, is not gonna is not gonna beat them when they on the other end backdoor cut and getting easy layup. So they can find a way to get the ball moving around and try to get out in transition. Uh, I think they have a chance to win. It's not just Jokic in this generation. It's Embiid, it's Giannis, it's Anthony Davis. I mean, where you've got big men who can handle the ball, pass, shoot, do it all. When you're out there against a team that has a guy like that, how difficult uh, is it to sort of stop them from, from trying to execute? It's very difficult, especially when your best player is willing to pass the ball. I think a lot of people understand that. His first instinct on the court is find my teammates. Like, a lot of times the outlet pass is when he catches it. Just the, the quick advance, advancing the ball instead of dribbling up is a big reason why Denver's so good. And then, Knowing your best player is willing to do it, everyone else says Jamal Murray can drop the ball real quick. Been able to find Aaron Gordon for easy layups and duck in. We uh, and I think his size. A lot of people are saying like seven foot and can actually move. They got a few inches over Bam. You can see over the defense, and then also you know he's physical. He can score. I think he's one of the he's definitely one of the top ten big men that all time to play the game. He got he has great touch. And paint, but the biggest thing is he makes his teammates better. I think that's what separates him from some of those other guys that you mentioned. Shelvin, I'm going to get you out of here on a question that has nothing to do with the NBA Finals, but it has to do with championships. I find myself thinking back to some of my favorite moments in college basketball history, and I never cheered for a team harder that I didn't care about than in 2010 when you guys almost upset Duke in the national championship game. How many times in your dreams has that Gordon Hayward three actually gone in from half court? <laughs> it's gone in a few times. Uh, you know, I got the movie script together. Uh, I think everyone was sure for us. Uh, I know no one wants to see Duke win. I'm still, I'm still mad about that to this day. Uh, I see a lot of Duke guys from here uh, living down in Atlanta. You know, Rodney Hood, Quinn Cook, Seth Curry. I talked to Nolan Smith, and uh, one of my good friends, the University of Louisville assistant coach that was on that team. Uh, he, he, he knew, he knew they got lucky that game. <laughs> Three inches, man, three inches, and that would have been one of the all-times. But, man, you guys set the bar for Butler basketball, and they've taken it from there. Hey, we appreciate the insight into Game 4 for tonight's NBA Finals. Enjoy the game, and thanks for the time today, man. Have a wonderful weekend. Yes, sir. Thanks. Appreciate it. Enjoy yourself. Will do. Shelvin Mack joining us there, former NBA guard, CBS analyst, breaking down Game 4 of the NBA Finals. We're going to get to some football next. Patriots owner Robert Kraft says the AFC East is the most difficult division. So what does this mean for his quarterback, Mac Jones? As we continue on Canty and Carlin, this is ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I don't even want to break this up, man. Just let it ride. That's a cut, man. Yeah. Listen, sometimes in radio, the best yeah. conversations happen in the breaks. Yeah. And the people listening at home would be more entertained about what we just talked about than anything <laughs> I'm about to tell you about DeAndre Hopkins and Robert Kraft. Myron yeah. just enlightened me that killer whales will throw seals in the air and then eat them. Them and humans are the only ones that play with their food. And then he was telling yeah. me how they will surround a shark. And they will, they will, they will destroy the shark because They'll they travel in gangs, not in you know solo. Listen, the only the only whales I've ever known about are like Free Willy, right? I thought they were just yeah. you know, loving things I see at SeaWorld that they let me go throw a no. fish to and I get a pet. I am scared as hell now of the whale. I used to be scared of Jaws. Now I'm scared yeah. of Free Willy. All right, you guys got me Listen. all tripping here on this show today. Listen, today it wouldn't be Free Willy. It'd be Free Willy, the Goodfellas edition, because they are jumping people. They're attacking sharks. They're attacking boats. Like killer whales are on a mission right now, and I don't know what's going on, but I think we need to figure it out. Listen, DeAndre Hopkins, you just got bumped, all right? Until you're riding on a whale into into Patriots camp, we're doing well. Listen, Man. I, I got to ride. I got to play with uh, manatees in a behind-the-scenes SeaWorld thing when I was a kid. I did not realize they were putting me in that much danger until Myron just told me what happens in the ocean, all right? Like, I'm the guy that will swim out when I go down to South Beach as far as I can. Now I'm scared not only of the sharks, but I'm scared of the whales. If I used to see a whale, I would have tried to swim over to it and ride it, you know, like something that you see on TV, try to make YouTube. Now you're telling me I'm going to end up in the air like a seal. Listen, when the sharks come into the club and the killer whales are on VIP, they leave the club. Like, they're like, you know what? (laughs) This is not for us. Just get in the car. We don't need to be here. This is obviously their club. Like that's Do you go in the ocean, are. though? Do you in go the in ocean. the ocean? Do you go in the ocean? Listen, listen I'm going to tell you something. And I don't mean to say everybody does this. I don't want to speak for everybody. But no, black folks don't go in the ocean, okay? I mean, you can kind of <laughs> bank on that, okay? Why am I going in the ocean? I'm doing okay on land. I'll go to the beach. I love looking at the ocean, but there really is no reason to go in the 
to the ocean. I can see it from the shore. I got uh, binoculars. I got my camera. I don't need to venture out. I've seen enough put, nature videos. Do you put your toes to in the water? Do you put your listen, toes in listen, the water? A little bit, but I don't need to know anything that I can't see already, sure. right? Like nothing underneath. It's I'm even scared of the jellyfish, though, man. Like, I ain't trying to have another grown man have to pee Octopus. on me after I just got stung by a jellyfish, you know? Octopus. I mean, like, it's there's a lot of terror in the ocean, man. The ocean's scary. Now, I, I, are you a guy that will take a jet ski out into the ocean, a boat out in the ocean, or are you just staying on land and watching all the people out there? Jeff, I believe I told you that I don't go into the ocean. <laughs> I, I think you have to understand that that is a universal thing. I love the ocean, love looking at it. I'll go to the beach. I'll sit on the shore. I will enjoy it. Into the ocean is not something that I'm going to do, but kudos to anybody else who decides. Do you that. eat stuff out of the ocean? Are you a guy that likes sure, seafood? Sure. Okay. Sure, uh, sure. But into sushi, the ocean. Are you a guy that likes raw, raw stuff from the ocean? I've decided that the ocean is owned by the killer whales and sharks and all those other creatures, and it's my job to just stay on land and observe it. That's what I think, man. All right, man, I'm going to tell you, that's a smart philosophy. A lot less jellyfish problems, a lot less shark problems. I mean, we were talking about the man in Egypt that got eaten by a shark. They caught the shark. They killed the shark. Oh, man. Tell you what, I saw that. I watched the video. Why do I watch those videos, too? Right? Why is the video available? Yeah, but that's my thing. right. Like, can we erase some of these videos? I mean, they tell you a man dies with with a shark eating him and you, you can't click the video fast enough to watch it and uh, have your eyes horrified by what you're about to watch on said don't video. Watch it. You know, this, this you mentioned, you know, black folks don't go out there. Us white folks are stupid enough that we'll be out there tomorrow out there trying to find yeah, y'all ourselves. get y'all get y'all get shark bites. Yeah. I don't know anybody black who's ever had a shark bite. <laughs> Y'all get shark bites, though. But here's what I'm saying, though, man. Like, there are these are giant creatures in the water that we can't understand yet. We don't really, we, like, you know, they're not tame. Just stay away. I'm, I'm afraid of the ocean, man. Producer Shannon had a great point. We're all trying to get to space. We don't even know what the heck's in the ocean, man. That's exactly. A great point. That's true. That's, That's right, true, man. Like James gr- Cameron, that- the director James Cameron is the only one. He's the only one trying to explore whether you got to make up people or not. You got the abyss. You got uh, Avatar movies now. Where water? He's the only one. Titanic. James Cameron. He's the only one. You don't want any part of the ocean. Killer whales. Killer whales will throw a dolphin in the air. Like they are ruthless, man. They're attacking yachts right now in different parts of the world. I'm telling you, man. The ocean's no joke. Oh my God. I don't even know if I want to go back out on a yacht. Uh, maybe. <laughs> if it's Tom Brady's yacht, I think I'll be safe. Suns could make a run at James Harden this summer, but would it be a better option than CP3? We'll tackle that next as we continue on Canty and Carlin. This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.